Welcome to Simply Paws, a fun show full of positive stories and information for dog lovers. With your host, Donna Jean Chibunko. I want you to love me like my dog does, baby. When I come home, I want you to just go crazy. He never looks at me like he might hate me. I want you to love me like my dog. Good morning and welcome to Simply Paws. I'm Donna Jean, the host of the show that is all about dogs. And I have a guest today that I'm so excited about because she's written a book. It's called 101 Rescue Puppies, One Family's Story of Fostering Dogs, Love, and Trust. And it is Kathy Callahan. The book is awesome, so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about all the stories in it. So good morning, Kathy. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm happy to be here. Good. I'm so glad you're here, too. So let's let's start off a little bit about what gave you the idea to write the book. So we'd, the, we'd always been dog lovers, my husband and I, and we had uh, kids, and we've always had dogs smack in the middle of our family life. But then we lost one of our dogs, and you know how that is when mm-hmm. one of your dogs dies, and you, you know, the house feels a little empty, even though we had always had multiple dogs anyway. But it just feels sad, and but we weren't ready to, you know, really bring somebody else into the pack. And somebody had suggested, well, why don't you just foster? Because that'll give you some sort of fresh, fresh dog life in your house without that commitment. And I was like, sure, we'll do that. So. You know, a decade later, we've taken in 200. We're now at 200 uh, because it is just the most rewarding thing you can imagine. So we work with a local rescue. Typically, we work with Homeward Trails Animal Rescue, which is here in Arlington, Virginia, but I've also worked with other shelters and stuff. But basically, Mm -hmm. your job, those places, are pulling these animals out of typically a rural rescue a rural shelter where they just don't have the money to care for them and they don't have enough adopters coming by and so really those animals are in dire straits once they land in those shelters so those shelters work hard to get them elsewhere where there is a bigger population that could possibly adopt them so so our rescue is always doing that and so what they do is they send out a little email like hey uh, who's open for a foster, and if it's a good time for us, I just say we are, and we pull them right in. So our first our first little ones, we did, of course, everyone is worried, and we were too, how do you, how do you let them go? That would be my um, big so, concern. <laughs> absolutely. So any dog love, you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm going to love that thing. I'm going to have it in my house. So honestly, I told the woman that first time, so that was 2012, and we were feeling bad, and we are like, sure, we'll, we'll foster. Um, but I said to the contact, just give us dogs we won't really like. <laughs> because we tend to be, historically, we are a big dog people. Our okay. family, we have big dogs. And so they sent us two little sort of Boston Terrier mixes. Okay. Guess what? You love them. them. They were awesome. We loved them. We were hooked. <laughs> and... We were able to let them go. Um, It doesn't mean I didn't cry. (laughs) Right. But, you know, what happens is you end up, you're very, they are absolutely in your path. Typically you have them anywhere from probably about two two to three weeks is probably average for uh, the puppies. We we specialize in puppies. So Mm -hmm. about two to three weeks that these guys get 
They come to our house. We get them all healthy. We get them great nutrition. We cuddle them up. We try to make them feel secure, and then they're ready to go. But, of course, you are so attached to them by then. And it, in the beginning, it used to feel like a betrayal to think about handing them over. Right. However, what happens is that, like, three days later, you get these amazing pictures in your inbox of this puppy in the middle of his new family he doesn't remember you. He's having the time of his life, and it becomes really clear once that happens once, twice, three times, dozens of times. Oh, this is just the role I'm playing. I'm just the way station here, and these dogs are meant to go on someplace else because you just see how they land where they're supposed to be, and it is just incredibly exciting and rewarding, and that's we seem to be addicted to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I truly believe, like, dogs, they, they kind of find you and they find who they're supposed to be with. So, yeah, so I believe that, you know, if, you, if you're if you taking care of a, a puppy or something and then a, a family comes along, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the perfect, you know, the perfect match. Absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times there have been just strange little things that have happened that have made a family suddenly available who wasn't available before right. or made a puppy suddenly available when some other adoption fell through. And then when the real match happens, you're like, oh, that's why that happened. Yeah. You know? uh, pretty fun. Yeah, like that's actually there's a couple a couple stories in your book like that that were, you know, someone adopted a puppy and then they didn't work out and you got it back. And then it's like, oh, then they ended up with someone else. You're like, oh, that's who they should have been with to begin with. So Absolutely. it all worked out. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's. So the book goes through, it's about 13 chapters, and it goes through some of the more interesting, dramatic, moving uh, stories that we've had. And so, yeah, in two of those instances, I, most of the time the adoption works out great, but twice mm-hmm. we've had a match that didn't work out and that the people returned the dog, which, you know, when you first hear about that, it's like, that's so horrible. It's yeah. absolutely heartbreaking. However, um, you know what? In both of those instances, and we've actually just had one more of those. So out of the 200 dogs we've fostered, we've had three times has the puppy actually come back. Um, And in all three instances, the final adoption is just this incredible match that absolutely seems like, oh, it was supposed to go this way. We had this one just this year, Cookie. Cookie gave birth to nine puppies on our couch last December. Mm-hmm. Wonderful puppies. They all were adopted out. Um, most of them moved here. And then one family was farther away, and we didn't know them as well. And they had a bunch of trouble housebreaking this little puppy. Very strange. And they thought it was a medical issue, and all this stuff happened. Anyway, they ended up be feeling that they needed to return her. So she came back to our house, mm-hmm. and she was we potty trained her in about two seconds. I'm not sure what the issue was before, but suddenly this woman materialized who lives right near us, and she really took wanted this puppy. Mm-hmm. They are the best match I've ever seen. So you just, but she she was not available um, in the spring when normally she would have adopted that puppy. She lived in an apartment and couldn't have taken this puppy. So that's the kind of story. I think that just happens all the time. It's yeah. crazy. Well, that's kind of cool. So you got started, and so you 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 kind of specialize now in puppies. And I, I was reading; it was really cute. You were talking about when you decided that you were going to take on a pregnant pup, and then you got yeah. all the the stuff, and then she ended up having the babies on on your couch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that was a big step for us to mm-hmm. actually agree to do the first pregnant one. So we had started taking just a few puppies, like 
two, can we go puppy? That's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And then we moved up to taking in a mama and her litter, a nursing litter. So that's kind of a, you know, suddenly you've got 10 dogs in your house. Right. Um, but then that started to become very casual. We knew exactly how to do that. We had a whole system. And then um, I actually needed a new challenge because my youngest daughter had headed off to college, and I wanted something that was <laughs> going to distract me from the super empty nest. So we took in our first pregnant um, dog, and, yes, I went online, and I got all the stuff, the special whelping pen and all the stuff. Well, the problem is that the the dog, Piper, had not read the instructions that she was supposed to give in the special in the special pen, right? <laughs> and so, honestly, well, actually, what happened with her, too, is I thought when we picked her up, in fact, we brought the really old car when we picked her up because we were told that she was on the verge of delivering any minute. So, oh, you know, okay. we thought we don't want that to happen in the nice car. So we were ready, ready on pins and needles. Well, pretty soon she'd been in our house 10 days. Nothing. Oh, nothing, no. nothing. So I had kind of, I just was thinking it's just never really going to happen. So she was sitting next to me on the couch. We were watching watching TV. I hear a little funny sound from her, a oh, sigh. No. It's just like a sigh. Uh-huh. I look over there, and there is a puppy <gasps> right on the couch next to me. So I was like, uh-oh, spaghetti. So mm-hmm. she had to be done. But it was so in such a relaxed manner. And she just, she was on that couch, and she was happy there. So right after she had that baby, I tried to encourage her into our special welcoming pen setup. <laughs> and we had tried. You know, I had definitely done that thing where you try to make her comfortable in that mm-hmm. spot. I was feeding her treats over there. I'd call her over. We'd hang out there together. So it's not like that was a brand-new area for her. And it was only four feet away. It was right there. Right. Well, she was committed to the couch, <laughs> and she just would not. So we just made the couch work, work, work. You know, we just kind of reinforced it and made sure the puppies wouldn't get lost in the the cushions, um, a little nooks and crannies, and you know we reinforce it. And after after a while, we were able to convince her to bring her little family down into the whelping pen, which was it's just basically a it's a more secure, it's a little bit of a safer kind of scenario for the puppies. But yeah. anyway, there's such a huge learning curve to all that. You know, you sit there, you're like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. How are we going to handle this? But you know, you just work it through, and it is fascinating. And your respect for these mamas just goes through the roof you know yeah. they they don't sleep at all I mean they are constantly caring for these babies and you just watch how they just know what to do and it is just it's an amazing thing to have this little ringside seat to all that yeah I would think that would be pretty amazing and just reading all your stories about how you had so many different kinds of things happen but the one that I mean brought a tear to my eye was the one where the little babies they were they you they didn't think they were going to make it but you did a couple of them did, and that would be yeah. really hard, I think. So so it is really hard. So I always tell people, this book is full of a lot of joy and a lot yeah. of fun and a lot mm-hmm. of happy stories. However, it is also true that that sad things do happen. And um, in a way, it kind of enriches the whole experience, I think, because it just reminds you how precious it is when it, when it works out. But, yeah, so we had um, the first time that happened, us was when with Mojo the German Shepherd um, and she came to us she actually she was dropped she and her eight puppies were dropped off at two weeks old at a shelter in North Carolina and the folks had dropped her in what they call the drop box it's just like a pen Mm -hmm. outside and they have you drop your dogs there because they know that sometimes you might 
not want to face anyone after yeah. doing that, and they don't want you to just leave the dogs in the woods or something. So she was left with her babies in there. So we heard about that, and I said, sure, I'll take her. And then a volunteer from Pilots for Paws. I don't know if you've heard yes. about this. It's this amazing group where these people fly around because the transport is really a thing. You know, mm-hmm. typically these dogs who need fostering are down in the south, and mm-hmm. we're all up here in the north. How do they get here? So the fastest way is when these little volunteer pilots yep. just fly around with dogs. So that is what happened. My husband and I went out to this airfield in Manassas and awaited Mary, who I believe I think she was a 70-year-old pilot, which I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. And she just flew in on this tiny little plane, and we look and we saw Mojo's little face, this little big German Shepherd ears, looking out the window. Um, so we pulled her in, and she was just beautiful, and her puppies were just beautiful, but they were sick. And we ended up, we think it was hookworm, um, which is entirely preventable, and that's one of the things that's just so sad about so much of this is it's really just about care. You know, if you are being dewormed, you don't get hookworm, and it's not even a big deal. And but it's when when puppies are so little, they're very vulnerable, and a lot can go wrong. And so with this litter, we ended up losing three of them. Mm-hmm. And it was just so heartbreaking because the thing is, you really do love them the second you see them. And all this nurturing is all you're doing. And it is a heartbreak. But on the other hand, I have to say that this whole community, you know, people were dropping off soup at our house and flowers and cards and, you know, telling us how much it meant to them that we post a lot of the joy. Because mm-hmm. I had regretted that I had posted anything about that letter because I didn't want to have to post this sad story for people because I didn't right. want people The reason I post is because I know it's such a happy thing. So much of the world is hard right now. And I love being able to just post happy puppy pictures. I love doing that. So many people tell me they just go to my page whenever they're having a hard day because yeah. I know they're supposed to be like happy puppies who are doing well. And I hated the fact that because I had jumped the gun and posted quickly without realizing they were sick, mm-hmm. now I was going to have to drag everyone through that sad experience. So I kind of tried to hide it a little bit, but people figured it out. And they were so kind. And just, you know, I got into this stuff. Our family got into this stuff because we love dogs. But I mm-hmm. have to say that the people side of things has been extraordinary. That has been the biggest surprise of this is that, Part of what fostering does is open up this beautiful connection to other people. Yeah. Um, other people who want to take part, you know, help with the process and take part. And they're like, wait, my neighbor needs a dog. Let me go talk to them. And just, and also just meeting all the adopters and, and seeing all the volunteers. For every dog that lands in our house, so many volunteers have worked hard to get that dog here. And that is really, you know, of all, all stripes, you know, we probably don't all agree politically. We, we don't have a lot of other things in common. But, boy, do we all agree that this is worthwhile work. And that's yeah. just such a seeing, getting a little window on a happy side of humankind uh, has been a, an incredible surprise. Uh, and, and, and just a delicious side. You know, I knew the puppies were going to be incredible, and that I knew that having a full, like, with at any minute I can go in the basement and have a bunch of puppies crawling all over <laughs> me. That's pretty awesome. But I didn't realize it was going to make me enjoy so many strangers so much. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I find. I'm sure you find the same thing, that just 
I always say this, you know, dog people are, are just a different kind of, no pun intended, different kind of breed. Um, they're yeah. just, you know, dog people get dog people, you know what I mean? And you just, you have okay. that, that bond that they're like, anybody who has a dog and feels like, you know, my dogs are part of my family, and you talk to someone else whose dogs are part, you know, you get it. You, you have kind you of this, it. you know, this understanding of each other. And then if you talk to someone who's not a dog person, you you're like, okay, they don't get it at all. You know, and it's yeah, just... No, it's- it's just that, you know, that dog person connection. And I find that, you know, same thing with when I'm working with um, – well, it's funny you mentioned pilots and paws. Because, and when I saw it in your book, I was like, oh, my gosh, because I'm very good friends with one of the one of the pilots that lives here in Westminster. Oh, and neat. he's he's 80, and he flies oh. with um, another oh. gentleman who is a pilot for Southwest. So they go and pick up dogs all the time. And I actually got to go on a flight last – it was March – and because um, wow. I, I kept telling him, I want to go, I want to go with you. We were going to go on a flight where he picked up puppies, which I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to do that. But it was, like I said, it was in March or April, and the weather was a little, you know, uh, unpredictable. So, so yeah. we ended up, I went on a flight with them to, we flew from here to uh, Ohio, and we stopped over in West Virginia at an airport. I think we got gas and stuff, and then we went on to Ohio, and we rescued a, um, she was, now, I never heard of a party poodle. But she was a black and white poodle. I didn't know they were called party poodles, so that was something I new. I have not heard that either. Yeah, okay. so I learned that. But she was so sweet. She uh, she sat in the back with me, and we had this fun. And it was just so much fun. And then the funny part is, like, I got kind of airsick. And um, oh. towards the end, it was getting a little bumpy and everything. But And the dog was doing fine. She was like, well, this is cool. <laughs> and so we land, and uh, all I wanted to do was get off of the plane and – as soon as I saw the the new mom, like she was standing out on the, it's a little airport here, so she's standing out near the runway. I was like, oh, yeah. oh I feel fine. <laughs> just let me out, you know. And that was just the coolest thing yeah. to see yeah. her. Like she was waiting because I knew the whole background story. Like she was waiting for this dog. She was she was retired, and um, I think she'd had poodles before, and she just was waiting for the right dog. And when she saw yeah. this one, like, and same thing, like somebody knew about the dog. And called her and that kind of thing. And so to see her excitement when we landed and this dog came out of the plane, it was just so amazing. And, Absolutely. Um, and that's right. Like what you were talking about, too. It's just like it's such a cool feeling. It's like, yeah, uh, I'd been sick for the last hour on the flight. But you know what? Uh, it, it didn't even bother me as soon as I got out and met this woman. Yeah. It was yeah, just like. Yeah, no, exactly. And you just see you know, honestly, so, you know, the half of it is, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This dog that could have just languished you mm-hmm. know, is suddenly in this amazing new life. And that's yeah. awesome. But then also seeing the joy it brings these people yes. who really needed that dog. Yeah. Like, they needed that dog. And, you know, I'll get notes years later where people just tell me on and on, this dog is incredible. This dog changed my life. And right. how great is that? Yeah. You know, it's really um, beautiful. And that's what, yeah, that's what I think is amazing about dogs. I mean, all the dogs that I've had that have been very, I had four at one time, not planned, but, you know, rescued and things like that. Right. And it's just like, but every single one of them had a, had a purpose. And, um, yep. and I don't know yep. if you've read the book, The Dog's Purpose, but that's an yep. amazing book. But Great book. it's just like, yes, every dog has a, has a purpose here for us. And, you know, I think back to, like, my dad, after my mom passed away, my sister's, uh, we went and got my dad a dog because he loved dogs. And that dog that we got him, his name was Buddy. He was a big lab. He was, like, just a special dog because he helped my yeah. dad. You know, like, yep. it gave yep. my dad, like, you know, just 
something to love and you know it was just amazing because it's like that dog just did so much for my dad and then you know I've had the same thing with dogs that they just they're there through the toughest times and they get you through it and they're just amazing I call them you know to me dogs are like little angels on earth that they're just no they're here for a mission and um so that's kind of you know what one of the um chapters in the book is about this woman who was a big dog lover but she hadn't had a dog for a little while but she was ready Mm -hmm. um and then i got in this little sort of border collie looking puppy yeah or mama it was a mama dog right and this woman absolutely fell in love with her and i was so happy that they were going to be together and it wasn't sort of until after she'd adopted her that i realized that she was actually now i can't remember i think she was almost she was 78 yes yeah yeah, i I remember reading that one yep that is really wow like she was so she was this beautiful older woman and she sat on the floor and got up easily and clearly did yoga and i knew she was miles a day so i totally thought she was like 65 and that this would probably be the last dog she adopted but that it would be fine because it because the dog was already an adult it's not like she was a puppy right that dog ended up really helping her so normally if i'd really known i might have steered her away from adoption entirely early to a you know this dog was her soulmate. They were beautiful together. And she, very soon after that, had to move out of her big home that she lived in for 40 years and into a retirement facility. And she would write me notes about how I never would have made this move. Right, without the dog. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. is Dogs can really, they can just get you through a lot of difficult times. And it is, it's fun to foster these puppies and then get a window into all those stories. Yeah, now I was curious, do you do you get to, like a lot of them, you know, reading throughout the book, it's like, you know, a lot of them go to people you've known, you've met, and, and it kind of like has that, hey, you can kind of keep track because they live 10 minutes away and that kind of stuff. Totally. So do you get to keep track of a lot of a lot of them? And, and then like I, I think you mentioned something like some of them come back and have play dates, like all the puppies come back and have play dates. Absolutely. So I think the only way I can do this, the only way I can let go of them mm-hmm. is to you know, it's I sort of adopt the people then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I do. I love to just keep in touch, and it doesn't mean a lot, but I do just love to keep in touch. And so I just have all these fun relationships where people do just shoot me updates. You yeah. know, every my inbox will have fun little pictures of, you know, that dog we fostered six years ago cuddling under the Christmas tree. Oh, that's so cool! And yeah. It's, just lovely. And they will also, people will also reach out to me. I'm a trainer, too. Mm-hmm. So people will reach out. If they do have some challenges, they'll reach out. And so I love being able to kind of help them through if they did get into, you know, some kind of difficult situation. You know, dogs jump on the fence. What should I do? Kind of stuff. Right. But, yeah, we do keep in touch. And a ton of, probably half of the dogs that we've had have ended up right in, kind of in our zip code. So, yeah, we do see them. I see them when I'm out and about. I see them on walks. Um, and, yes, we also have litter reunions a lot. So a few of the litters we've raised ended up doing play dates all the time, you know, as they went through puppyhood. You know, puppy play dates are so important for your puppy. Yeah. And then we will often host those as well. And so it's just hilarious to see everyone romping around, all these puppies that we loved when they fit in the palm of our hand, and now they're – you know, 70-pound things running around our yard. It's very fun. And yeah. our own dogs. It's very fun for our own dogs to see, too. Our, so we have we currently have four dogs. We typically do, over the past decade when we've been fostering, we we have averaged about four dogs. And and they play a huge role oh, yeah, in the fostering. Just huge. Because they can convey in a second. 
you know, what would take us humans mm-hmm. several days, which is, no, 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 it's seriously, you're good here. Right. <laughs> and so it's super helpful to have those dogs just doing that quick translation. I really think that's why, particularly why the mama dogs can relax at our house so quickly, is I think that they truly do just get the message from our own dogs that nothing bad is going to happen to you here. You are good. And so they immediately relax. And typically, I had always thought that the mama dogs, you know, before I knew about this, I just thought mama dogs were, you know, rumored to be fiercely protective. And I thought Mm -hmm. they were going to be really touchy and wouldn't really let us play with the puppies and that we better kind of watch out. So before we took in the first litter, I really assumed we have kind of a rec room downstairs that has, I mean, it's nice. It's a TV room. It's got a nice fireplace, but it's got a door to the outside, um, and so I kind of thought that that would sort of be where we hung out with the fosters. And mm-hmm. I kind of thought we'd have to keep our dogs elsewhere. The, the first mom who came in looked inside the window, saw our dogs, and started to wag her tail. Like, <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. So we very carefully, and we are always careful. We've had, I don't know, we've probably had about 20 litters now. We are always careful that first meeting with the moms, of yeah. course, we make sure that we are doing things with a gate in between or with somebody on a leash or whatever. We do it in a careful manner Mm -hmm. so that nobody can get overwhelmed. This topic of puppies and socialization is so much fun and so interesting that I would love to just keep talking, but we're running out of time today. So next week I'm going to have the second half of this conversation with Kathy Callahan, so be sure to come back. And just to remind everyone of who Kathy Callahan is, she is the author of the book 101 Rescue Puppies, One Family Story of Fostering Dogs, Love, and Trust. And it is a great book. I read it almost in its entirety in one night because I just kept reading and reading and reading. The book is available on Amazon, and next week we will have more information about her website and Facebook page and Instagram and other ways you can get her book. Be sure to come back next week, and we will play the second half of the show. So, everyone, Happy New Year. Have a great day. Have a great week. And don't forget to hug your dog. Good pups deserve nothing but the best treats, but not all treats are created equal. New exclusive comfort care snacks by Purina are designed with your dog's digestive health in mind. Your pooch will go crazy for the peanut butter, chicken, and pork flavors, and their digestive system will appreciate the wholesome ingredients like whole grains, probiotics, beet, pulp fiber, and chicory root. With exclusive comfort care snacks, you can spoil your dog without disrupting their digestive health. Sold exclusively at Purina Pet Food Retailers. Pick some up today at Bauman's Feed and Pet in Westminster. Your dog will thank you. How would you like a great cup of coffee? That could also help a pup in need of a forever home. This is John Davis, and I'm a pilot for Pilots and Paws, and I want to encourage you to stop by Hans Pork and Beans. Grab some breakfast or lunch and pick up a pound of WTTR's Midday Cafe Blend, and a portion of that coffee purchase will go to help Pilots and Paws continue our efforts to bring deserving animals to their new forever homes across the country. Just stop in to Hans and look for the WTTR Midday Blend display with the Pilots and Paws sign. And together, we can help more dogs reach their forever homes with every bag of coffee sold thanks to Hans, WTTR, and helping Pilots and Paws. 